0: Okay, tell me, how would you like your podcast to be featured in Apple's Podcasts app? It could be. Maybe. Possibly. Find out how on this episode of Podcastification. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this and if you like what's going on here on the show, I would appreciate it. Oh, so appreciate it. If you could leave a rating or review on iTunes, you can find out how to do that at podcastfasttrack.com slash review. That's enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Okay, you may not have known, but Apple does have its very own podcasting app. And in case you're not familiar with what that is, you should be if you're a podcaster because the Podcasts app is what Apple puts inherently on their own applications, their own devices, like the iPhone or like an iPad. It's a free download in the App Store if you don't already have it. And it is one of those ways that people can subscribe to and keep up with your show. And every now and then in the podcast app, Apple features certain podcasts. And that's what I'm talking about. How would you like your show to be featured in the podcast app? I think that would be a kicking good thing for anybody's show. And in this particular episode, I'm going to talk to you about how you can make that happen. Now, you may be thinking, well, yeah, how do you know? Because the powers that be at the big fruit endowed building in Cupertino, California, are not about to let common mortals like you and me know exactly how they go about determining The shows that are featured in their inbred. Wait, what? I mean, their native podcast app. But the way I know is because they tell us. Yeah, they do, in fact, tell us how we can increase the chances of our shows being featured there. You see, it's not a guaranteed thing, but you can increase your chances. Really, I found everything I'm about to tell you on one of Apple's long, small print, imageless web pages. And you can find a link to that in our show notes at podcastfasttrack.com slash podcasts app. But to save you the endless scrolling and the fine print, and yes it is very very fine print on those Apple web pages, I'm going to give you the skinny on how to get your podcast featured on Apple's Podcasts app. Maybe possibly. So, how are you going to get your show featured on the podcast app? Well, everything I'm going to tell you has to do with the information and items that you provide to Apple when you submit your podcast to them. Okay, the good news is that if you've already submitted your podcast, you can always go back and update it. Yes, you really can. So if you hear something in the following tips that you think will enhance your podcast listing in the iTunes directory, then get to it. All right. So here we go. Number one, Apple says you must produce compelling, new or unusual content. And I had to look up the word compelling. It says evoking interest, attention or admiration in a powerfully irresistible way. So in other words, your show has to be interesting. So don't put together a ho-hum, run-of-the-mill podcast and then hold your breath waiting for it to show up in the featured section of the podcast app. You're going to pass out before it shows up there. Now, a great example of something compelling, new, or unusual is not hard to find. There's all these new shows like Serial and Startup and those kinds of things. Now, Those are produced by public radio stations that have a staff and a budget and other stuff you may not have. But I think maybe instead of viewing those as obstacles, you could look at them as opportunities for you to get creative and excel in some new kind of out-of-the-box ways. Anything's possible. I mean, take my situation as an example. Just over two years ago, I was a full-time employee. And now I'm self-employed, a podcast producer, an entrepreneur, own my own company, and an author. And I never dreamed that could be so. So what could happen in your situation if you just take the bull by the horns and go for it? Try to produce that compelling new or unusual content that Apple is looking for, and you just might get your show featured in the podcast app. Number two, Apple says you need to have attractive original cover art. You've probably heard this mentioned before, but it is worth repeating. Think about it. What gets your attention when you're scrolling through the iTunes store looking for a new podcast? It's cover art. The ones that have a boring generic headshot or text so small you couldn't read it with a microscope, those simply get skipped over. I mean, it's not intentional. Nobody's prejudiced against those podcasters. There's simply no eye candy, no bling, no make me check this out podcast graphics to lure you in. So when it comes to what Apple considers attractive and original cover art, which is what matters in this case, they are not shy to tell us. So here's what they say. They say it should not include any words or images depicting any kind of Apple branded content. So that means no pictures of iPods, iPhones, Apple logos, etc., It must be at least 1,400 by 1,400 pixels. Uh, Your graphic designer friend can help you figure that out if you don't know what a pixel is. It must be either a JPEG or a PNG format. Again, ask your designer friend if you don't know what those are. It must be created in the RGB color space. You do have a graphic designer friend there, don't you? It can have no pixelation. Hello, graphic designer friend. It should have no images or language that could be construed as racist, misogynist, or homophobic. Now, they're not saying you can't publish episodes with that, but don't expect yourself to be featured if your podcast cover art has those things on it. Your image also should not depict sex, violence, gore, illegal drugs, or hate themes. Again, do it if you want to, but don't expect Apple to show you off in their podcast app. And it cannot contain any third-party trademarks without authorization or usage rights. Now, how will Apple know if you have the rights? I don't know. I just suggest you simply refrain from using those images if they're copyrighted by a third party. So now I can't claim that my cover art is anything super special, but it's more than just a plain image or an MS Paint DIY image. See, I'm counting on the color scheme and the unique spin on the word podcast, podcastification, to catch the eye of a specific niche audience, which is podcasters. You'll have to let me know what you think of that in the comments to this episode at podcastfasttrack.com slash podcasts app. Number three, Apple says you need to have a robust and accurately written description of your podcast. Robust. Wow. Uh, That sounds like a description of a barbecue sauce to me, not a podcast. So let me attempt to translate that for you. Uh, I would say it needs to have more than a one line description. Tell people what they're going to hear on your show. When you submit your podcast or when you go back and edit your podcast listing, you can want to tell them in a way that lures them in, that makes them want to listen. So fill out your description with appropriate keywords. And did I say appropriate? What I mean by that is don't stuff it full of keywords one after another, like the old days of very bad SEO. The Apple bots are smarter than that, but you should fill it with a description that naturally uses your keywords. The ones that fit your show. Remember, the description is the one factor that iTunes and the podcast app uses to pull up results when someone does a keyword search. And I just said, it's the one thing. It's not the one thing. It's one of the things. Okay. And they also say it needs to be accurate. So the keyword part is one aspect of the accurate bit, but you also want to be honest about what your show is and what it isn't. So don't describe your show as a deeply introspective show if it's business news and analysis. And don't call it psychologically stimulating if it's your latest rant about your favorite video game. You know, come on, be honest. Make your description tell exactly what your show is and nothing more. Now, my tip, include a URL to your website or your landing page or include an email address. And if you do that, I'd recommend you disguise it from the spam bot somehow, you know, like carry with the word at podcast, fast track with the word dot com. You might even include a phone number if you're that kind of a business. You know, believe it or not, people use iTunes as a search engine for more than just podcasts. So you want to make it easy for them to find everything that is you on the internet. That's why I say put in your URL, your email address, all those sorts of things. All right, number four, Apple says you need to have a clear and complete author listing. Simply put, fill out the author field on your podcast. Fill it out accurately. Fill it out completely. Put more than just your name. In fact, you can even do something like this. You could put Carrie Green, podcast producer, entrepreneur, life and business coach, author. See, those are all things that are true of me. But again, you want to be honest. Don't say you're a Time Magazine person of the year if you're not. Okay. Don't lie about your podcast. People will know. And in this case, more importantly, Apple will know. Okay. Number five, they say proper tags regarding language category and explicit language or content. Now, there's three different things there, so let's talk about each. The language. If your show is an English language show, then you should pick the Spanish option. That's just plain silly. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, list your show in the language that it's really in, okay? Category. You actually get to pick up to three categories for your podcast, and this is a great thing. My tip, use all three categories. Don't just say, oh, mine's a business podcast and pick business, okay? Use all three, even if they're subcategories of the main category. Use them. This is going to give you more chances of being found by people who are searching within those categories. And don't list your show in categories that don't apply to your show. So for instance, don't put your show as say art arts and crafts or whatever. I don't even know if that's a category, but don't put your show in that. If it's a business show, okay, put them in the proper categories. And here's a bonus tip. Do not pick the podcast category unless your show is about podcasting like this show is okay. Now, Apple's also said explicit language or content. There's a lot of debate out there about what is considered explicit and what isn't when it comes to iTunes. Now, I get that. And we're going to get into that more on the next episode. That'll be at podcastfasttrack.com slash explicit tag. But for what we're talking about here, that's not the issue. The point here is that you want the people searching the iTunes directory to get an accurate view of your show. You also need to know this, for the sake of parents who set the parental controls on their devices, your show needs to be listed correctly when it comes to the explicit tag. So here's an example. If somebody's kid downloads your F-bomb-laced show because it wasn't filtered, and it's not filtered because you didn't label it explicit, you not only just offended that parent, you just made someone angry at you, your show, your brand, everything. And on top of all that, Apple has been known to boot shows from their directory entirely that have improperly labeled or are not labeled using the explicit tag. Don't do that to yourself. Label your show properly when it comes to the explicit tag. Okay, now on a related note, the explicit tag option that you get when submitting your show is for the overall description of your show. If you're going to have a clean show most of the time, And maybe now and then a guest is going to unexpectedly drop one or two curse words. Don't label your show explicit when you submit it to iTunes. There's a way to label individual episodes explicit or not when you publish them. And I'm going to cover that via the two most popular avenues of doing it in the next episode. That's episode 13, which you can find at podcastfasttrack.com slash 13. Now, number six, Apple says you need to have new episodes posted regularly. On this one, just think consistency. Okay, it doesn't matter if it's once a week or once a month. The key word here is regularly. If Apple's going to feature you, they want to know that you're committed to giving your audience content on a consistent basis. My personal experience tells me that if you're launching a brand new show, having three or more episodes already live when you submit to iTunes for the first time communicates that same kind of message. So again, the message is good content consistently delivered. Number seven, Apple says, no references to illegal drugs, profanity, or violence, get this, in the title, description, or cover art. So, no swear words, no drug terms, no aggressive verbiage in your titles, descriptions, or on your cover art. Again, you can do that if you want, but it's a surefire way to get Apple to ignore your content when it comes to being featured in the podcast's app. Now, that's it. Seven pretty simple things Apple suggests you do if you want to improve the chances of your show getting featured in their podcasts app. And if those sound strangely like the same things Apple suggests in order to get your show featured in their new and noteworthy section of the iTunes store, it's because they are the same things. Apple's podcast app pulls its info directly from the iTunes store and uses almost the same criteria as the new and noteworthy category. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone if you get this right. So do your best to hit every one of those tips and you'll dramatically improve the chances of your show being featured in Apple's podcast app. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Podcastification. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes, all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at PodcastFastTrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. The ones that have a boring, generic headache. No images or language that can be con- constru- if you're going to have a clean show most of the time, and maybe now and then a guest will unexplip blah, blah, blah.